we've lost lost him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing a good job of retaining views. Uh, hi, Dave. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful, Greg. How are you? I'm good. Splendid. Thanks. I'm good on this fine Wednesday. I'm feeling Christmassy. I'm not ashamed to say. I've got my tree. I've, I've got my trees up. Have you got your tree tree up? You've got your tree up. You? Nice I've got tree up. It's very excessive. Um, I want it to be more festive moving forward, like reds and greens and that kind of standard stuff. But it's a lot. It's a little bit flamboyant. A bit like a like a tree you'd find in a garden centre. What you been doing? Um, what, yeah. What, so what, over the making making the house festive, like. Okay. Yeah, I made the house very festive on Saturday. I had a few beers and mulled wines while I was doing it. It was a great day. And yep. then on uh, Sunday, yep. regular listener Mark, DIY master came round into the garden and we built a beautiful wine rack. <laughs> it was wonderful. It. It's good. Yeah. 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 How many bottles yeah, did. does it hold? 15 bottles, is it? Was it smart? No, it's more. It's like 20 something. I can't remember. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I saw it. It was, it was excellent craftsmanship. And you were just yeah. pestering us all day with. Um... I, was, well, I, was try, I was trying <laughs> to do some electrics. Yeah. I was trying to do some electrics and I was uh, scared of getting electrocuted, so I kept phoning Mark and uh, asking for some advice. And I'm still here, so uh, it went well. So it worked amazing. Fantastic. Apart from, I don't know whether this is a coincidence, uh, Jane, my wife, messaged me from uh, when I was at work the other day, and there's a little wall, wall lamp in our sort of porch area and it just exploded next to her like literally exploded yeah shattered the glass it's like a glass shade and it went everywhere she said it was like a shotgun you know and she said if she was in the wrong place she definitely would have got that impaled by glass but yeah it just randomly exploded and i don't know whether that's got anything to do with my electrics but um now if anything happens uh, here's my admission (laughs) Uh, um, yeah don't put that in the pod um so yeah, bit bit domestic. Um, had a bit of a had a bit of a training day on Monday. Training from home, independent CPD. I did a course in uh, domestic festive management, and uh, <laughs> that went well. Domestic festive management. Yeah, yeah. Talk me through that. No, don't. I don't. <laughs> Probably best not. Probably best not. But no. it, was, uh, it was a great success, uh, and I made a lot of progress on the second trip. Um, yeah, got three, a phrase. I know all about uh, different types of Christmas tree now. I've gone for a Fraser okay. fir. Have you heard of a Fraser yeah. fir? Yeah, yeah, good sort of good bushy number. Uh, quite slender. Uh, yeah, it's, Greg, uh, I used to shape. work in a garden centre when I was fifteen oh, for three oh, yeah. years. Bents, good old Bents. Yeah. No, I didn't work at Bents. Mark worked yeah. at Bents. Oh, which one did I you work? I worked at Trebaron. It's not there anymore. Well, it's not called Trebaron anymore. Oh, so anyway, this is exciting <laughs> podcast material. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are yeah. live on, on a, what are we like? We are live on Instagram. Uh, we've asked you guys if you've seen anything good recently. Uh, Chris, you said I watched 24-hour party people today. Brilliant. Oh, film. amazing. It's absolutely yeah. mega. Um, I was thinking about that film today, actually. It's weird. I don't know why. It's strange. Um, it's so cool. It's such a mental story as well. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, like a ha- it's the Happy Monday stuff. It's just crazy. And Steve Coogan's awesome in it as well. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. good fun. It just sort of like, it just makes you want to have been older around that period. I mean, for us, sort of, we were sort of, we nippers. 
around those sort yeah. of gold, golden that those golden years in Manchester. Um, if if that really, it was probably like around the time we were born. A lot of it, isn't it? Yeah, um, I can imagine so. Yeah, so uh, no, it's a no, really good film. Uh, we've had some messages. Uh, Richard has seen Tenet. Well, before we get into that, okay, sorry, I just want right. to say a one, a two, two a one, one, two, three, four. I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films, great films, bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. There That's we go, we're in. Bit, we're in. We? Okay. Yeah. We've had some messages, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, Greg. So Richard's seen Tenet. Has Tenet come out on the streaming services recently or something? Or come out on v- uh, Doofed? Has it been, been out on Doofed? Okay, probably. Okay. Maybe okay. Maybe Richard had a, a press press screener. A press screening. <laughs> Let's just call it a press screening. Yeah. <laughs> Tenet's coming out soon on uh, streaming services and Doofed. Um, Doofed. Do, uh, I think Richard Doofed. must have seen it way back when the cinemas were open, and he's only just said his <laughs> thoughts. He gave it four stars. Stars. He does. does Richard does stars. Stars. Wow. <laughs> Four stars out of... Anyway, uh, thought it was entertaining. Awesome to watch how epic everything felt. You can almost tell they've gone to a lot of effort to confuse people, I think. First half of the film has no context provided at all, so you're constantly second-guessing everything and trying to draw conclusions. Even the bit in the lab in London, I was like, what? Just I think that's the voice he was going for in, in that bit. Yeah, I think so. I was like, what? Uh, but that didn't make it, <laughs> make it any less entertaining. If you miss any dialogue, uh, brackets, trips to fridge for a beer, uh, yeah, um, then you feel like you're running out, uh, running the risk of missing something crucial. Um, Uncle Ken, and he does say Uncle Ken, Uncle Ken makes for a good bad guy, <laughs> accent forgiven. We'll 100% watch it again. Knew it was going to be complicated going in, defo lived up to it. Lovely. So I, I messaged Rick then and said, would you say Tenet was more Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Robin Hood? <laughs> Which he replied, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, definitely. <laughs> yep. Good. There you go. Completely so, agree. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward. It, it comes out, I think, this week on, yeah, um, you know, on VOD and all that sort of stuff. So I'm very much looking forward to watching it again. I'm going to have to try and squeeze it in with all my... Christmas films, but you have uh, got a, you've yeah. got a heavy Christmas film schedule that's been drawn up to you for you by the women in your house. Is that right? Yes, and we're not getting around it. They were kicking <laughs> off that we had to move things around so we could watch Christmas Chronicles two last weekend. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, it took some stick for that. To be honest, you can always so, yeah. take take your take your laptop up to your room and stick to your own little schedule. I don't have a. I don't have any, there's no spare rooms in my house anymore. <laughs> Hence why I'm in my bloody mum's room, uh, whatever, guest room. Which you're allowed to do because you're there for work. Yeah, and a bubble. Okay, yeah, fine. We'll Good. see. Uh, uh, have we had um, any more messages, Greg? <laughs> we have. Uh, Rick, not to be confused with Rich, uh, pre- previous message, uh, they don't actually know each other. Um, Rick Similar said, sizes. Uh, Similar, funny, is Rick something women call tall babies? 
stretch them, stretch them out against the chart again. So Rick, um, so Rick said, and this is on the back of uh, he was he messaged us about Robert Pattinson uh, the other week, uh, to which we said, right, you need to go and see the lighthouse, which we spoke about some time ago. And he said, okay, so finish the lighthouse and just caught up with last week's podcast today. So apologies as you mentioned the lighthouse, as you mentioned the lighthouse then. What an abstract film. Still not figured out if it was great or not. Quite glad I didn't see see the end before bed. But Arpat is definitely more talented than people realise and it was definitely a thought-provoking and unique film. Uh, I'm being descriptive despite the time having passed. 100% agree on Sandler, by the way, Dave. Oh, yeah, because we were speaking about Adam Sandler last week. Yeah. And, uh, we did pose the question of, you know, uh, actors who have you've not particularly rated until, like, they've sort of had a standout film that's made you sort of reassess um, yeah, uh, acting prowess, should we say? <laughs> uh, and yeah, he said uh, 100% agree with you on Sandler, by the way, Dave. Uncut Gems was great, and he really suits that Campbell and Hopeless type well. I think partly because it does bring an element of his unreliable, unreliable, hopeless characters he's been known for, and that's true, actually. There is a, an element of that, isn't there? There's that sort of like, yeah, bumbling thing that there is. There are traits, even though it's so different, there are traits of his Uncut Gems character that have mm. been in the more sort of comic roles yeah. that he's done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I watched, a, I watched a Christmas film on Sunday night. We just had like an hour and a half window. Yeah. So we thought, let's, let's just flip through Netflix, let's watch a random Christmas film. And it got me thinking, do we, when it comes to Christmas films, do you have a certain sort of prior expectation of these films because let's face it other than like the major ones your home alones your elf you know those types of ones christmas films are pretty crap let's face it which yeah. we may get into later on and it just it just made me think i went into this film and so it was called it was called the holiday yeah okay and it was on a yeah it, <laughs> you look disgusted by what i'm saying yeah. there, Greg. Um, yep Emma Roberts in it and some Aussie guy, a wannabe uh, uh, Hemsworth. And I went in looking at it going, this is just your standard Christmas film and it's going to be rubbish. And it was pretty good. Quite liked it. So <laughs> I'm not yeah, recommending it. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rom-com where essentially she's this kind of, She's the one member of a family who doesn't, you know, doesn't believe in love and all this sort of stuff. And then it's she meets new. this chap. Yeah, yeah, brand new. She meets this chap and they essentially, they become each other's holidays. So every major holiday throughout the year, they'll be each other's date. So in America, so it's like, you know, uh, Christmas, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, you know, that sort of stuff. Inevitably, you know what's going to happen. But it, it, it was quite... Um, it was a bit rude, mm. uh, which was quite good. Um, it was pretty funny, and uh, it just kind of it kind of took the mick out of itself, and it knew it was, what it was. Self-aware. It was self. Yeah, definitely. The okay, ending cool. was still very, you know, chasing through a, a, a mall, you know, shouting the feelings to each other, whatever. So it, it did the standard thing there, but I quite yeah. enjoyed it. But it just cool. got me thinking: Do we go into these films like? Yeah, you know, with a certain expectation. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, depend. My bar is Home Alone for like family kids for yeah. family Christmas films. Yeah. Uh, which I think um, the first Christmas Chronicles, and we'll speak about Christmas Chronicles too later in the show. Um, 
I think it met, and a lot of that probably was yeah. with the hindsight. It was produced by Christopher Columbus, and yeah. um, that they did bring a lot of the, the sort of perfect elements of Christmas into, Christmas into it without overdoing it. Um, my adult Christmas film bar is, and I'm not ashamed to say this, Love Actually. I think Love Actually, and, I, and we, yes. I'm sure we'll speak about this more, more, at more length down the line. I think yeah. it's, an, I think it's a phenomenal film. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So that surprises um, me that you like Love Actually. I think it's just for me. It is, it is Christmas. That film yeah. is Christmas. It's just, just outstanding. I just love. It's so clever. The the whole the plot the um, whole plot threads the different characters and how they yeah, come yeah, and yeah. join and they sort of cross over in that sort of business. Um, it's just perfect for me, and I watch it every Christmas. And sometimes, actually, it's not even a film that you have to only watch at Christmas because it works. Yeah, that year as well. True. Um, but, so, some, okay, pause it there. Yeah, on Love Actually, we'll, we'll yeah, get to that. We'll, in a couple we'll of come weeks, back to yeah. Love Actually. So, which is why on um, Sunday uh, we went and watched. Well, we went and watched. We stayed at home and watched uh, Last Christmas, the film Last Christmas. And yeah. I had high expectations because it's it's um, Emma Thompson, and she is of the sort of that sort of Richard Curtis. Um, yeah. Did she direct it? She wrote it and she produced right. it. She didn't direct it. Paul Feig uh, directed it. He of did, course like, he did, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, did Bridesmaids. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so actually, so from he, that... He did that weird film that you and Elliot really liked, that, um, what was that? A Simple Favour... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really like it. It's, no, it's Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. It, yeah. it was it was odd. I, I did enjoy it actually. Yeah, to be fair. Um, anyway, <laughs> with that sort with Emma with Emma Thompson involved and um, with uh, the Queen of da- Dragons um, yeah. as the main Mother role, Amelia Clark, Mother of Dragons, whatever she's called. It's been so long now. Mm. Uh, got a certain high level of expect- expectation. It's set in London and it's that sort of same sort of vibe. You're thinking that. You know, this is going to be another sort of love, actually. And I knew very little about it other than that. I'd, you know, seen bits and bobs, seen it come out last year and heard a couple of bits, but I never heard opinions either way. So I kind of went into it fairly blind. And you know what? For the first 90 minutes, I absolutely loved it. It was um, charming. It was naff, but it's like it was a lovely Christmas film. Bit of a sort of romantic element to it. Girl meets guy. Girl's got a lot of troubles, sort of, you know... Um, She's sort of chasing, not chasing this guy, but this guy seems to solve a lot of the problems, but then he keeps disappearing and everything like that. You're you going to watch it. I'm not going to ruin it, but you're going to watch it. Uh, we are going to watch it. I think I, I, can, I can tell just from the trailer that there's some sort of twist and the guy... Right. Is, okay. Is, I see, see yeah. I haven't seen the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer. I've watched the trailer since. And the trailer okay. kind of gives a lot away. Yeah. Because 90 minutes in a, into the film, there's the reveal. Okay. Right. And you can join the dots if you if if you care enough, you'll think about the title, you'll think about the song, and you'll join the dots, and you go. Okay. Ah. When that reveal came, honestly, we were screaming. We were looking at the TV, screaming, "F off! F off! F off!" <laughs> because not because right, there was two two stages to it as well. Because there's one where we realised what had happened. Right. We're like, well, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. It doesn't track back to any of the other bits in the film. If that's true, if that's what the case is, so many bits of that film up until that point haven't made any sense. And then I sat there and I played the song in my head and I said the lyrics and I just went, that is 
fucking ridiculous. And then <laughs> when I said that, Jane realised, and we were just both like, no, that is an awful film. How have you made a film based on that lyric alone? That lyric taken out of context and you make an entire film out of it and you do that 90 minutes in, you do that rug pull, sucker punch reveal. It's just, it was just naff. And it was like, and then from then on, the rest of the film is naff in every way. And I see it in a completely different light. They're completely ruined it. It should have stopped there. 90 minutes, boom. Don't show the rest of it. It's nice Christmas rom-com. Lovely. Bit naff, but nice. So yeah, in that case, I did go in with a high level of expectations <laughs> and I was let down massively. And I would give it Rich, half a star. Oof. Heard it here first, everybody. Last Christmas. Wow, we. Load of <laughs> anyway, yes, is the answer oh. to that. I do have a certain high level of expectation, probably unreasonable. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I see, what, I see what you're saying. Should we just see Christmas films for what they are? Like, feel good, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I hate the holiday. There you go. Just said it. Good. Tell me I'm wrong. It hates you. Are we doing... Um, You're not going to tell me I'm wrong. What do you think of the holiday? I enjoy it. It's, it's, it's this... You know, it, for me, the holiday, I suppose... No, tell you what. We're not, we'll, I can imagine we'll get into this in a couple of weeks. Okay. Let's save right. this. Fine. Yeah, this is good let content. Us, let us um, know, HR. Hey, we do. Um, yeah. Let us know your uh, favorite Christmas films. Uh, we we thought. We'd, how many weeks we got till Christmas now? We've got. So we are on the four, three, second four, now. Three. So we'll have after today. We've got the ninth, the sixteenth, twenty third. So how yeah, are we going to? This will be. It'll be released on Christmas Day. What will? This the podcast. the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do a Christmas for all those people who've got nothing better to do on Christmas Day <laughs> to listen to Dad's on film. What episode would that be? So this is twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine. Not twenty nine. Number thirty is the big uh, New Year episode. 30, Number thirty is the Hootenanny. We're gonna have to get <laughs> faced. Yeah. <laughs> Good question, Chris. Chris says, "Is about anyway. a boy a Christmas film?" Um, there's a small Christmas element to it that for me. <laughs> It makes it pass as a film you can enjoy at Christmas, like because of yeah. The but it, Christmas I, Day I think did. just because there's a scene at Christmas, I don't think it makes it a Christmas film. Socks, personally. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> That's kill okay. the duck. Are we having duck? How lovely! <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks of Christmas films. How are we going to? Well, I think we should structure our Christmas film talk over those yeah. three weeks uh, in some way. Um, Die, oh, it's a boring debate about Die Hard, isn't it? Um, he's rich because of a Christmas song. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, Santa, true. Santa's super. Guess who's coming <laughs> round the bend? Round the Santa, bend. Santa and his reindeer friend. <laughs> that bit where Nicholas Holt is looking up, going, we have ho, 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 and then. It is yeah, genuinely it, really funny, that film. I think there's anyway. a, there's a, there was a bit of a formula around that time when, um, obviously, it was um, it's a Nick Colby book, uh, mm. but there's a bit of a formula around that time with those sort of British films of like, if you introduce Christmas into the, into it as an element, yeah, um, then it, it it's like Bridget, isn't it? Bridget yeah. isn't isn't all set around Christmas, is it? No, I don't but, think. Yeah, yes, you got Bridget anyway. Jones. You got yeah. Anyway, so. Do you have a question for me? Is it a question for you? Yes. 
think it is for me, yes. It's fine. What's coming up on the show? <laughs> Cue the music. Uh, okay, so coming up next, we're going to look at part one of last week's homework, which is the first Blade Runner. Then we've got this week's news. After that, Greg, as he put in his uh, secret message last week, has finally watched Avengers Endgame. So we're going to have a little bit of a discussion. Not Maybe not so much a review, but we'll have a di- bit of a discussion about that one. Uh, our Soul Solid you this week is Christmas Chronicles 2. Then we've got our Dirty Dozen, which is Jingle All The Way. And then... Well, I suppose that's the end because we already know what homework is. Uh, okay, jingle. <laughs> Smooth. So we're over half, we're doing this over half a year now, haven't we? That is, it is by definition half a year. 52 yeah. weeks, six months. Six, 26 weeks, six months. Yeah. Wow. There we <laughs> Last go. Last week. Regular listener, arch nemesis Lever, sent us a lovely message to celebrate our 25th episode. And he set us the homework of Blade Runner 2049, which led us to a discussion which should have led to me quoting an Arctic Monkeys lyric. What do you mean you've never seen Blade Runner, Greg? You can't, and you can't um, quote that to me anymore because I've seen it. <laughs> um, so we actually got us thinking, if Greg hadn't seen Blade Runner, we can't really do Blade Runner 2049. So what we've done is we're going to split up uh, the homework. What the f- yeah, whatever. I mean, okay, yeah. I'd seen it. <laughs> uh, so we split up the homework. So this week we're going to look at 1982's Blade Runner. And then next yeah. week we're going to look at Blade Runner 2049. So I have seen Blade Runner, but I've gone back and had a little rewatch. Um, and you've watched it for the first time, Greg. Yeah. Would you like to try and set it up? Yeah. Okay. So Ridley Scott, um, on the back of making Alien, um, made this film, and it was—it's kind of like it's weird going back to a film like this that you've not seen it before because um, it Blade Runner because on the face of it, it's really cliche and, you know, it's loads of tropes that you've seen before and the tone of it is very sort of familiar, but it's kind of an unfair assessment because actually, essentially, Blade Runner was the film that kind of pioneered a lot of those sort of styles, yeah. a lot of those sort of things. I mean, it's it wasn't completely fresh in that way because it did, does bring in a lot of sort of elements of noir and uh, yeah. sort of, but, uh, you know, almost um, Kubrickian in some elements as well. Um, yeah, Definitely. Yeah, um, and uh, the most sort of like sort of old noir film sort of element for me is the fact that Harrison Ford's character um, is a narrator. And it's sort of like almost all, very much, you can almost imagine it like an old sort of like detective yeah. crime sort of thing set well, in d- sort d- of the d- 20s. Depending on which ver- which version you've actually seen, because there's like seven different cuts of it. And yeah. I think the ultimate cut, which is like the final director's cut, they take out the uh, the narration. narration. Oh, well, yeah. suck that. Well, yeah, that, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I think the fact that there's been seven different cuts where it kind of discredits the whole film entirely in a way. Yeah. Um, but I just saw, I don't know what cut it was, the original, it was the two-hour jobby. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was the... Um, I think it was the, the... It was the one that they said Ridley Scott had the most sort of artistic... Right. Um, uh, stamp on it, if you, if you like. Yeah. Anyway... So it's set in 2019. Uh, I suppose it was obviously made in 1982, so they were projecting forward nearly 30 years, and it was how they imagined the world to be. And, and from what I gather, from what I understand, 
You've got Rick Deckard, who is Harrison Ford, uh, and he's like he's a former policeman, but his job is basically to, as a Blade Runner, is to track down these um, sort of androids. They're well, the humanoids, aren't they? So they're they're human, yes, but they look very human anyway. They're, um, but they're actually um, synthetic. They are what we call yeah. repl- replicants. They replicants. call them, and yeah, um, yeah I, I, and I guess. It's it's kind of it's kind of saying actually it's it's projecting and thinking actually with genetic modification um, and um, with if you let science go out of control this is perhaps somewhere it could go because uh, yeah. these replicants are they're they're hostile to the replicants and I don't think there's not many of them on the planet I think they decide there's four of them still on the planet and his job yeah. is a very difficult job of tracking down these replicants figuring out whether they are replicants so splitting their replicants from the humans. And yeah. what they call retiring them. Do they call retiring them? Just killing them off. <laughs> yeah, they retire them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, it's this this bit at the start with this test subject or Leon and the, the, what they do to, to it's the very sort of unscientific, not yeah, unscientific really way of finding out if they are replicants is to basically quiz them, question them. Uh, yeah. Very interesting questions though. All a lot of it is to do with sort of um, ethical questions and like anim- about empathy towards animals and things like that. It's, yeah. Uh, my yeah, interest in that respect. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. It's not my kind of film. I, I didn't, I didn't get drawn into it. For me, I wasn't that fussed about it. That's not to say it, I, I didn't appreciate it as a good film. I recognize that actually it, you, you can delve quite deep into uh, Blade Runner and, and pick apart all those, the, the sort of thematic stuff really that's in there um yeah. looking at looking about you know how the world could be it's got sort of like elements of sort of like um religion in there and you know it, uh, it asks, asks a lot of questions about science and genetic engineering that sort of thing um it's it's interesting in that sense and i get that and i get this there's a sort of a lot a lot to sort of think about there it's well made i i appreciate that as well for day too it's just I know it's a good film. For me, it's not my kind of film. Does that make sense? Is that yeah. fair enough? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. You, you, fan of, you, I you fond of Blade Runner? Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I, it's kind of got everything that I love. Uh, I'm really, I'm a massive fan of like film noir and, thing, and, and even like yeah. neo noir stuff, which this essentially is. I really like obviously sci-fi i really love like eight 70s and 80s sci-fi as well so this obviously fits into that uh, so it's based on it's obviously based on philip k dick's do androids dream of electric sheep which is like a short story and then they've really kind of expanded on it but for me i just really love it's got everything you want from those like as i say like those 80s sci-fis like these messages and these questions that it asks it's like what does it mean to be human just because these these uh, replicants are synthetic, they still feel the same things. They, if anything, they feel more. They kind of understand humanity more than we do, I suppose. And it, it kind of just poses those questions: Well, what makes them so different from us? Do you know what I mean? And it's and obviously there's loads of metaphors in there and, and stuff like that. So I, I really love that side of thing. I really love the aesthetic of it and how. Um, you were right when you're saying about this, like almost Kubrickian. Uh, I think there's quite a lot of like links back to um, like Clockwork Orange and things like that. These are almost like this dystopian, um, mm. like 
totalitarian sort of uh, futures, you know, where like the brand, the brands have taken over everything, you know, there's like the huge yeah. ginormous like Coke adverts yeah. and all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, um, sure. So I kind of love that. And I, I, it, what's really interesting is it actually, when it was released, it didn't do well at all. It really bombed. Um, right, okay. Well, for me, I can imagine if I, could, I don't know, I can imagine watching this for the first time and not seeing anything like that before. And obviously, we're not in that position because when we would have seen, well, when I first saw this, I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15, I can't, you know, something like that. So we've seen a lot of things replicating it, this style. But I imagine watch, seeing that for the first time, I'd be like super impressed. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you wouldn't have seen anything like that before. So it's really cool. I always like seeing Harrison Ford doing something where he's not. Indiana Jones, he's not uh, Han Solo. Um, yeah. So that was quite cool. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I like it. I think, I think it's really good. Again, it's flawed. It's not aged particularly well. Um, I'm very interested to see what you're going to think of the next one, the 2049. Uh, yeah. Because it very, it does very much feel like, a, it, I know it is a sequel, but it feels like a sequel. To Blade Runner, do you know what I mean? So, you, like, so you've, you've seen twenty forty nine now, have you? I have now seen twenty forty nine. Okay, um, yeah. I have watched it this week. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm actually really interested to see what you, what you think about it as well. So, okay, yeah. So, but for me, it's you know, it is a classic. I understand not everyone's cup of tea, but for me, I'm I'm game. I'm game. So, Greg, would you say that Blade Runner is? Hang on, I apologize. Da, 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 da. Would you say that Blade Runner is Monty Python and the Holy Grail or Shark Tale? I think I've, I've, the reason I'm going to have to say Shark Tale is it doesn't mean I, I, I hate it. But if I don't say Shark Tale for this, then when do I say the negative side of yeah. this binary no, scale? You know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of feel like I've got to. But that you know that does come with a heavy heart and I, I maybe in different circumstances I'd watch it again and I'd enjoy it a lot more Fine. Okay. it's just not for me where can we watch this film Greg? available on Sky uh, you can rent it for £3.50 on most rental streaming services there we go This is the news. Wonderful. So, few bits of news today. Breaking news, Greg. Major, major breaking news. Oh. Clifford the Big Red Dog film. Oh, I saw a little teaser for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like four yeah. dogs in a row and then a massive red dog. Oh, do you know what the worst Holy thing is? And then, I looked, dog. and then I looked into it. Yeah. And Jack Whitehall is playing one of the lead roles. What a surprise. So, nope, you're all right. Next. <laughs> um, they are making a new, well, a reboot of Van Helsing. However, they're going down a more horror route. So James Wan, who produced a lot of like um, horror fit, like The Conjuring and things like that. He's producing it, and the guy, uh, this guy produ directed this Netflix horror film called Overlord, which actually is really, really good. Um, 
he's directing it. So a new Van Helsing. Do you see the original Ooh. Van Helsing? No, I believe it's, it's got origins like with Dracula. Is it something to do with Dracula, Van Helsing? Yeah, so that well, yeah, in, in the book, so uh Bram Stoker's Dracula, Van Helsing is like vampire hunter essentially. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously they just kind of expanded on that. They wanted to make a new, uh, it, it was uh Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? So they essentially they wanted to make a new like mummy kind of franchise. Yeah, um, in the sort of mid noughties um, and it just didn't work. It wasn't very good. So there you go. Okay, so they're making another one. Right, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, great, good. Uh, cool. Next little bit, not major sort of news, but I thought it was quite nice. So it was Chad- Chadwick Boseman's birthday this week, um, and what Disney Plus did was they changed. Oh, you know it. the opening? Yeah, the opening credits of a of a Marvel film. It has like a mm. little Marvel intro, and it has kind of comic booky stuff. Well, they changed it. It was all just clips of uh, Chadwick Boseman. I got really it's, sad watching it. Yeah, I got it, really emotional watching. Was it? It wasn't really long enough, though. To be honest, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's similar to how they did it for Stanley after he. Yeah, but that yeah. was like for the new films after he died. They did that. Yeah, um, it was Captain Marvel. But, they did it for. Yeah, but it's quite nice how they've gone back and done this uh, sort of post, posthumously, post, posthumously yeah. uh, for Black yeah, Panther. Yeah, I just thought it was really cute. Um, I got quite sad, if I'm honest. Oh, so. I mean, yeah, yeah I think it's sort of a real sad thing just because I, I didn't, I'm not, we've not seen much with them in. Uh, done the Black Panther, no. we've done Get On Up and uh, The Five Bloods and maybe one or two other bits, but... It was quite clear that he was he was real talent and um, taken way too early. So yeah, yeah. there's a new film coming out with uh, him in it. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but he it said he plays like a jazz trumpet player. I think um, it's coming out this month. I think and it's getting rave reviews, and they're saying that he'll probably be Oscar nominated for it, which is really bittersweet. I suppose. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah, it's a bit like I suppose. Not quite in the same way, but it happened with Heath, didn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, obviously that was a much bigger sort of film, and I expected to get Oscar nominated for that anyway. But that's cool. Um, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, obviously, more sad news. You probably saw David Prowse died. So he was the uh, actor who played Darth Vader in physically. Uh, the Star Wars films. Physically played Darth Vader mm-hmm. in the Star Wars films. Um, he was a bloody giant <laughs> he was massive um so you know you probably wouldn't look at him and go oh yeah you were darth vader um because obviously you know he's under the mask you know, you know he's not actually that famous from it but still yeah. very sad news very yeah there you go and then final bit of news for me is after so for off the back of like all the marvel the mcu stuff loads of studios started trying to build their own cinematic universes so we obviously we got the the marvel stuff dc was trying to do it a little bit more um we got universal trying to build their own dark universe universe with like the mummy um dracula they were doing uh bride of frankenstein and all this sort of stuff but like modern ones but they just didn't work and then you got uh, essentially um we got the the gareth edwards godzilla movie that came out maybe i don't want to i want to say maybe like 2000 13 14 something like that um so we, we got the godzilla movie and then after that we got kong skull island which came yeah. probably 2015 2016 something like that um 
and they're essentially they're set in the same universe, which was uh, ultimately going to lead to Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong as this huge, epic, cinematic, uh, you know, battle. Godzilla 2 came out, King of Monsters came out maybe last year or the year before and just died on its ass. basically. Nobody, yeah. people were like, yeah, we're actually not that bothered about Godzilla. Um, so from this big, you know, this big massive showdown that was going to be on the big screen is now essentially being shot to Netflix <laughs> for next year. Um, okay. Millie Bobby Brown, right? And, uh... Well, she was, it. yeah, I don't think she'll be in the second... Uh, the next one somehow but um, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just died on its ass essentially you know the big plans it's like no yeah, yeah. it's just going to go straight to Netflix not that going to Netflix is a bad thing but this wasn't intended to be shown there so I um, got an email from my cinema today uh, saying that basically they were pausing my they weren't going to start my membership back up because of the whole tier system yeah. I'm going to start my membership back up till February um, yeah, so even when they open, and then but then, like, when when we, they do open, I can go for five pounds or something like that, so it's quite like, nice in that respect, yeah. but yeah, it's just I don't know, it's just they're clearly not that confident. But I just kind of think, like, with everything that's happening with this vaccine and everything, next year it could be incredible at the cinema because of everything yeah, it could be pushed, an amazing year, yeah. You've got everything that's been pushed back and everything that was scheduled to come out that in 21 anyway. Um, it could be pretty huge, so it yeah. could be it could be the greatest year for the cinemas that are still there. Yeah, it could be a blessing. So, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is your news. Excellent. Thank you. Enjoy it. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks. So, Greg, I. Uh, in the old Black Friday sales, I've been looking for a coffee machine. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I'm, what I'm thinking? You drink coffee. <laughs> I do actually. Okay. Um, so I, I drink quite a lot of coffee. But so I was thinking, do I get one of those pod machines? Yeah, you don't. Or do I go full on and get you know a coffee grind? Uh, sorry, a coffee bean grinding, milk frothing mother, and that's what I- I'm going to do. I'd go, you'd definitely go for the latter. I'll tell you why. Yeah, you save a lot of go money in the long run. Save, save a lot of money in the long run. There's a lot more variety in sort of uh, fresh coffee you can get. And actually, tell I know just, just the place where you can get some. If you go to cloudgatecoffee.com, uh, you can get yourself a whole range of delicious blends. You can get loads of different. You can get single origin coffees. You can get different signature blends as well. Um, you can get a nice little selection box that we love. Uh, the center's one of those. It's got six different yep. coffees in all bags. So you get whole bean. You can get it ground. Really, really good stuff as well. Beautiful fresh. It's a small batch. It's from a lovely little place in the heart of Yorkshire, Cloudgate Coffee and uh it's lovely go and check out the website on the shop they've got not just coffee they do um they do accessories as well uh, they also do hot chocolate like salted caramel hot chocolate flakes Ooh, they sell they sell um french press uh, they sell little espresso machines they've got all sorts of stuff they've got this thing called the brew stick brew it stick right it's looking at the brew it stick and so you don't have to have a full-on coffee machine to enjoy it you can have a single cup of uh, coffee with this brew it stick and basically you put the grounds oh, in this stick these. Yeah, 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 pour yeah. hot water through it and it basically yeah it, it it brews your coffee through there it's amazing um so cool so yeah it, and every, basically every, everything i've been speaking about as well 
guess what? You can get 15% off if you use code DANCE. How about that? That's absolutely amazing. I thoroughly endorse this message, Greg. Fantastic. You don't even have to spend hundreds of pounds on a machine. You just get yeah, you just get a little little filter, a little trend press, something like that. Boom. Yeah. Cloud gate coffee. Cloud gate coffee. <laughs> Off the back of our secret message last week, thank you for that, Gregory. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Greg has finally got round to watching Avengers Endgame. Greg, would you like to give us some context for this viewing, please? Yeah, okay. So um, one of our first episodes, almost in a way, it was kind of the basis of this podcast in the first place, really, if you think conceptually, because having not been fussed about the MCU at all, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe for those who don't know. Uh, I'd maybe seen like Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Uh, I'd seen maybe the first Thor. I'd seen maybe seen the second Iron Man even. And uh, because Disney Plus, I thought, lockdown, perfect time. I've got no excuse now. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go through uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I went through uh, up until and including Infinity War, I think. And at that point, we had a big, long chat. We dedicated a whole episode of the podcast to discussing the MCU. And it was quite interesting because you're sort of like a long-time uh, comic book fans, uh, fan yeah. of Marvel. Um, and, you know, you'd seen, most, I think, all of them probably on release uh, near enough. Yeah, essentially. Um, I, I hadn't. And I was kind of like, I'm, I'm not against comic book films. I've just kind of been... In fact, um, the, the Dark Knight trilogy three of my well it's definitely my, probably it's probably my second favorite trilogy of all time <laughs> well you're gonna uh, say three of them <laughs> no no i was gonna say three of my favorite films but i was saying um, i was say, yeah i was gonna then i was gonna say it's my favorite trilogy then damn it it's my second favorite trilogy of all time and um cornet certainly the dark Knight. no actually no because i i don't like hot fuzz and world's end near enough to call that a favorite yeah. trilogy of mine i think sean the dead's What's your incredible. favorite trilogy then uh well it's not trilogy anymore Oh, Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. What was up to? Oh, yeah, so um, it's quite, it made quite an interesting, we thought, anyway, quite, quite an interesting dynamic. I was sort of going in fresh to it all. Yeah. You sort of like quite well-versed on it all. And I got to the point where I'd seen Infinity War, and then I guess for a number of reasons. A, because um, we had so many other films to see. But also because and we've spoken about this before, it's like series fatigue, and you get on the home straight, yeah, and you just suddenly something in your brain stops you being interested in it before as it's getting towards the end. Um, Chris says, "Back to the Future, best trilogy." Eh. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I still need to see very good the other ones actually. Um, anyway, I have in the last few weeks I have gone back and watched where, from where I was up to. I've seen Captain Marvel. And I've seen Endgame, and I watched Endgame yeah. last Thursday. And I'll be honest with you, looking at the three-hour running time, and I do this with a lot of films. If I see a three-hour running time, I wince. I completely wince. It takes me back yeah. to that fear of being trapped in a cinema watching <laughs> Lord of the Rings films back when I was about sort of twelve, thirteen. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, because we have the luxury, I planned in my head. I thought I might do this in three one-hour sittings just to get through it, sort of thing. But I didn't. I watched it all in one go, and I think that is testament, really, to the film. Um, 
and it had a big it had a big job on its hands. And obviously, when they made Infinity War, they knew it was going to be part a two parter. Um, yeah. End of Infinity War is bleak, very bleak, and it picks up from that. And uh, okay, there's a bit of a sort of tenuous way in which they sort of regather themselves and realise that they can possibly possibly sort of <laughs> undo all the bleak things that happened. There's I like the yeah. fact there's a five year time jump that made it a little bit more realistic. Um, you know, you find characters in completely different places in their lives now, yeah. sort of on the back of the I think that's time. what, it, it needed that as well, because you feel the kind of weight of what's mm. happened as well. If it, it was like, because essentially you've got, the first maybe like 20 minutes of the film is set straight after, and said, you know, or a few days after, isn't it, like uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And if it had just a picked up straight from that, I'd be like, like, well, yeah what was the point do you know what i mean why did we put us in that in the first place but you needed that sort of five-year wait so sorry yeah yeah i appreciated that and um i I like what they did with some of the characters actually even though it seemed like at first like a bit of a gimmick i love what they did with the development of bruce banner uh, and made him sort of a hybrid of the hulk and uh bruce um I think to say that they made a whole film to introduce Captain Marvel, she was incredibly underused. I, I didn't yeah. really understand wh- why they wedged that. I suppose they wedged it in to give some sort of distance between the two films, of course. But yeah, to say they introduced that whole character, she was, was hard. Um, yeah, I really liked how they created a little world. Uh, took a little world. I created. They created the world in terms of. Well, obviously, thought about what would the world look like if half the people of the, in the world ceased to exist, and uh, mm-hmm. they gave clearly gave a lot of thought into that. Um, I enjoyed the time travel stuff, uh, and what, what it does. And this, so this brings us to a close. What they call Phase Three. Well, yeah, because actually, is Spider Man Far From Home? Is that technically Far from Phase home Four? Is the, is the fine? No, it's Phase okay. Three. It's the it's the last film in Phase okay, Three. Okay, fine. But fine. essentially, but, this finishes it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and what they do in this film actually is they take the opportunity to kind of do sort of um, it's like a lap of honor, really, of the whole saga. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like going, going back in time, and it's actually really impressive the way they return to scenes from the previous yeah. films, particularly the first Avengers scene up on the um, on the, in Stark Tower up in New York. Yeah. Um, I really like the balance. I think there's genuinely good tragedy in there. There's drama. There's real peril, but also they balance that out with humor and sentiment and sort of like the right yeah. measures. Um, I think you have to remember actually for, for a lot of young fans, this is going to be their like bread and butter growing up. Like when yeah. they look back, yeah. this is, and it is, and it's actually, and that's not a bad thing because when you look at it objectively, it's high quality stuff. Like, yes, it's part of, um, you know, a money making franchise, probably the most blatant sort of sickeningly sort of money machines in terms of the filming <laughs> industry you've ever, yeah. ever seen. Um, but that doesn't mean they've done a bad job of it. I, I, you know, um, it, I do think they dug themselves um, probably a bit of a big hole with the, the films before it, particularly in, in Infinity War, in terms of so much going on and, and yes. there's so many sort of plot threads and there's so many characters. And actually, even though it's three hours, what it, it really tries hard to do justice to them, but actually it, it doesn't do justice to a lot of them. And there's a lot of things, there's a yeah. lot of open-ended threads at the end of it. Um, if you're a fan of certain particular characters from the saga you'll be sat thinking i wish i saw more of them um, because there's a lot of them that don't get any screen time um you know and and i'm still not into 
the crash bang wallop spectacle of you know yeah things that got but i i understand they have to be there and that's what that's what brings people to cinema and that's what they spend all the money on and that's what looks impressive that's fine i'm not i'm not into all that but it's fine that it was there i understand that it has to be there for me it's the other stuff it's the drama it's the it's the character driven stuff and actually you know it, it was not enough it's not enough it's not a bad film mm. yeah so yeah wow I actually thought you were going to hate it, so that's quite that's quite <laughs> satisfying hearing that. It's not a bad film. Wonderful. Um, I, I I'm 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 going to be brief because I I thoroughly enjoy it because and I I com- I completely get all the points you said. For me, it's it's a really satisfying conclusion for the main Avengers films. I get what you mean. So, for example, like everybody loves Spider-Man now, but he's barely in it. But that's kind of the point. It's not a Spider-Man film. It's an Avengers film. And it's like, yeah. it's it's mainly for those five main, you know, the, the original Avengers, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Black, sorry, Six, Black Widow, and uh, uh, Hawkeye. And it's yeah. kind of their story, isn't it, really, with other people popping up and helping out and things like that. Um, sure. I think considering it juggles so much, it like you said, it, it does a fairly good job of kind of, you know the the drama the the the, the humor this uh, you say there is some tragedy in it as well what are you giggling at i'm laughing at chris he said end game i can't quotes. see these messages now end game quotes not naff greg 2020 yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice nice um for me it, it was it was amazing seeing the you know final big battle and there was I got some sort of shivers when like you do eventually see everybody coming together spoilers um, but ultimately it did kind of fall into that sort of uh, uh, that kind of just grey creatures punching people in you know in suits and things like that it was it was a little bit like yeah okay I get it mm-hmm. but ultimately I think what this and again we we sort of said this last time was it still proves that. Thanos and Josh Brolin of Thanos is possibly the best villain ever. Yeah. Oh, he's great. For me, you know, Joker, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker's up there and, and Darth Vader, obviously, but I just think, and we, well, we spoke about this before, why we think he was so good, but it's just like, he's they, got this kind of, this kind of logic behind his reasoning to, you know, to do things, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I perhaps would have liked to see more redemption from him. I would have liked, I would like him his arc to sort of come round a little bit. I mean, he, he sort of got his comeuppance, but he didn't. There was no redemption there, was there? Really, he kind of just. Yeah. Um, that's well, yeah. But I suppose we kind of see that at the beginning, don't we? Him just sort of living his life. Uh, you know, he thinks everything's fine. Not like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Know. Would yeah, you? Cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, fair enough. Would you say, Greg, that Avengers Endgame was Home Alone 2 Lost in New York or Talk, which is a motorbike Fast and the Furious kind of film? I'll go, I'll go for to Home Alone 2. Oh, Home Alone 2, correct. <laughs>
RPG tips. So this week's So Solid You is the new release to Netflix, which is the Chris Columbus directed Christmas Chronicles 2, starring Kurt Russell and his partner, life partner, <laughs> Goldie Horn. They're married. Sure. No, they never actually got married, yeah, but they've been together for like 37 years or something, so pretty okay. cool. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and, so, and, and not many other people. The cast is sort of lacking in big names other than that. Um, really, Tyrese, someone from Fast and the Furious, isn't it? He pops up. Um, yeah, good. Okay, so uh, do you want to talk, <laughs> talk a little bit? You go, first of all, talk about Christmas Chronicles 1, because I think we both enjoyed that as oh, on okay. Netflix. Yeah. So, Christmas Chronicles 1 came out, what, two years ago? Yeah, 2018. Like that. Yeah. And it caught me off guard because, again, as, as we sort of said earlier, I've got this kind of uh, prior expectations of uh, Christmas films that the majority of them are a little bit rubbish. So I thought I saw this and I thought, God, Kurt Russell must be getting a bit hard up. Looks a bit rubbish, but I'll, I'll give it a go. So did, and it was absolutely wonderful. It was yeah. everything you want from a Christmas film. It was a bit cheesy, but it was it was quite it was lovely. It was funny. You had music in it. Uh, you know the, this like sort of sad, uh, this kind of heartbreaking story. These lovely messages. A great performance from Kurt Russell. It was wicked. Yeah. Unfortunately, they made a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And do you think it'll stop there? I hope so. I don't know. I kind of feel like you know. So <laughs> I don't think it will somehow because I think it'll do really well, and I think a lot of morons will enjoy it. It's yeah. not calling our listeners morons, but um... <laughs> yeah, it 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 just it just missed into. It. I think. I mean, I I really I really rate Chris Columbus. Uh, obviously, we spoke about Home Alone two, Home Alone and Home Alone two um, yeah. recently. Um, yeah, I actually quite like Bicentennial Man uh, in the 90s. Robin Williams film. He obviously did the first two Harry Potter films, did he do? Two Something Harry like Potters, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've not seen Pixels, which is supposed to be a bit naff. That was the animated one. Yeah, but I, I, and you know, he did a really good job of obviously producing the first one, but he's, he's stepped up and decided he's going to direct this one. Um, and he messed it up. Uh, basically, and oh, yeah. they, what, what went wrong <laughs> for a start? Uh, you know, they tried to fit too much in. Uh, they they do what every bad sequel does, and what do they do? Take it to the beach. Uh, so, um, where are they at the start of the film? Oh, they're all down in Cancun, um, but not Santa, but you know the, the rest of them. And um, yeah. and there's a real sort of contrived. You know, obviously, um, a lot of the sort of main sort of plot things of the first film were the fact that the kids had lost their dad and um, it was all about the fact they were missing them and that's sort of like how the whole sort of arc came about and at the end he's got the ball ball and he sees his dad in there doesn't he that's his gift Teddy's yeah. gift sort of thing yeah. and now a few years later two years later uh, mum's got a new partner Bob and he's got his own son Standard. and uh, Kate's a grumpy teenager now and she sort of resents this new partner of mum because it's not dad and all this sort of business and that was sort of the driving that was the sort of driving sort of uh, force for her deciding to get book, run away and try and book on an early flight home yeah and and ending up due to an elf who's not one of the CGI elves from the first one because he morphed into a human Belschnickel 
inexplicably morphed into a human and he'd been very bitter it turned out and left the north pole and ended up naughty belschnickel again inexplicably following this kate around and decided that because she wanted to leave her mum on holiday that was his opportunity for getting to taking her to the north pole i don't get that can you explain that a bit to me yeah she well, she's got true Christmas spirit, so he's looking for somebody with true Christmas or a true believer or some nonsense. So he needed to get her away from everybody else, so then they could he could get her over to the North Pole. I don't know, Greg. If I'm honest with you, it was nonsense. It was, it was f- Belschnickel. Have you seen um, Have you seen that episode of The Office where Dwight is Belschnickel? It's like, have you been impish? Oh, no? Okay. Maybe. Oh, you'll get to it. It's good. I don't know. Um, my problem with sequels, right? And I can I completely understand that um, you know why why they make sequels and things like that. But I I just feel like sometimes make a sequel if there's a logical reason to make a sequel if it carries on the story. So for example, like no spoilers intended, but I th- I feel like Blade Runner twenty forty nine is a really good extension of the sequel. Uh, sorry, of the first film. Um, uh, you know, Godfather Part 2 is a is a great continuation of the story of the first mm. one because it, it adds to the kind of legacy. This one just doesn't, and I hate no. it when films do this, they just, they, they just sort of come up with this contrived, nonsensical plot, which essentially just takes those characters and puts them in a new situation. Mm. For me, that, like... I don't care that the first story was it, it ended and it ended quite nicely. And for that, I can't really see look, like looking at that original story. I can't see any need to, to do any more from it. So Uncle Ken's niece. And, and, uh, hi, Uncle Ken's niece. Hi, Uncle Ken's niece. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I just don't really see the point in just getting these characters, put them in a different situation for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what winds me up about sequels, and it's what winds me up about this one more than anything. Um, there's no sort of logical step. It's just, what can we think of? Come up with some crap story. Well, you can pitch them in the boardroom. Um, you can pitch them in the boardroom. It's like it's it's the Netflix boardroom, wherever that is, and they're sat around and they're going, right, Chris, um, we want to make a sequel. So um, what are we gonna do? Well, we can't have them at home at Christmas again because that's too much like the first one. So let's take them on holiday. Where can they go on holiday? Pinning them up. Let's take them to Cancun. Right. Okay. What else do we need? To do? Well, we need to find a way of getting them back to the North Pole. There needs to be a reason. There needs to be a reason why they go back to the North Pole. So what can that be? Uh, okay. There was an elf that fell out with Santa, and he was estranged. And then he wants to get back to the North Pole, and he ends up taking it. And you can just see them going. Right. We want to get yeah. from A to B. We want to tick all those boxes on the way and we don't really yeah. care how we do that. We're just going to get there. And yeah. it, there's, it's like there's, been, there's no one in that boardroom who's been sat there going, hang on a minute, guys. This is <laughs> This is absolute <laughs> like You would have thought, thought with all the money and all the yeah. creative brains that are probably at Netflix and all the sort of experience that Chris Columbus has got, you think yeah. that there'd be someone around them who could go, guys, this is shit. What? No, no, what are you doing? <laughs> can, can you imagine just like <sighs> on day, the last day of filming, Chris Columbus <laughs> just turn around and go, is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Love yeah. Actually. It's Love yeah. Actually, isn't it? It's Bill Nye's yeah. character. Yes. I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> this is shit, isn't it? And it's like, yeah. greedy. Solid old shit. 
Yeah, you know, one redeeming thing is, you know, Kurt Russell's brilliant as Father Christmas. He really is. Like, he's great. still amazing. Yeah. Then, and they have Darlene Love in it as well. well the, Darlene, you know Darlene loved it. Darlene Love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not singing Baby Please Come Home. <laughs> and, you know, before I get back onto that last bit, like, in the first film, when they have the musical number, it serves a purpose. It's to get him out of jail. And for <laughs> yeah. me, it feels like, it feels like, like the mask when they do the big that singing dance in the mask, you yeah. know that. What are you giggling at? The fact that they've got the guy from the Sopranos oh. is also in the Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band in there. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Sopranos. It's, 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 it's the guitarist, isn't he? I can't remember yeah. his name. Uh, anyway, but you know, it serves a purpose, like in the mask when they do the "I'm the King of the Rumble Beat" yeah. in Havana. You know, it serves a purpose. This is just like. Yeah. We're bored in an airport. Let's have a song and dance. And it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just rubbish. Solid gold um, shit. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Kurt Russell's having a ball. Goldie Horn just looks confused. It's just no <laughs> where she is. And yeah. a face looks like it's <laughs> a face like haunted Tupperware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Uh, but for me, for me, the biggest letdown is Julian Dennison plays Belschnickel, the, the villain. And you text me saying, like, this guy is crap. Who's this? And it's like, it's so sad because Julian, Julian Dennison, uh, he's in Taika Waititi's Hunt for the World of People. Oh. Um, this was the film Taika did before Thor Ragnarok. And he's absolutely brilliant in it. Like, wonderful, wonderful. So much so that he then uh, got a part in Deadpool 2. He's like the main kind of villain, but he's not really a villain in Deadpool 2. And he's brilliant in that. And then I, I'd kind of not heard anything from him. And then he's yeah. in this, and he's just completely miscast. He's wooden, and he just obviously just doesn't want to be there. He's no. like, it sounds awful. He's done it for the money, yeah, but he just completely. doesn't want to be there. And it's so sad. He need, I think, like you, you need to see him in Hunt for the World of People because, mm. <laughs> in fact, no, you probably shouldn't because you'll hate this film even more because it it's just wrong in being in it. It's rubbish. Horrible, just... horrible film anymore just just when you said early on um, about an hour ago about having certain expectations going into a film of course I had expectations going into this film because you think you're in safe hands you know it's that first film was absolute quality it was wonderful went down so well there there was no reason why this film had to be that shit and it was and (laughs) it was just disappointing heartbreaking I actually watched it I I had to watch it in two sittings First time I don't with the kids and I got bored and I walked away and then the next day I thought actually I'm going to have to talk about this uh, tomorrow so I had to watch it again um, and yeah it's just as awful <laughs> second time around I, in fact I got yeah. bored again I had to keep winding back thinking oh sorry I lost track of what was going on there you know you keep winding it back you kind of feel your mind just kind of wandering and not being interested so yeah. I found it uninteresting completely and utterly uninteresting and that scene at the end. Singing bloody um, Christmas oh tree, oh God. Christmas tree! Oh I have God. never seen On the beach. I could have been sick. It was. <laughs> it made me want to be sick. I don't. Oh. It left me speechless. It oh, left me. No, no, I wasn't talking. <laughs> I, had, you might have gone off. I, no, <laughs> I had. I had lost for words. I, that scene. It, honestly, I'm. I'm poor of anyone listening. Uh, 
to watch that, watch it just for that. Go go to the, that last scene and watch them on the beach. It's just cringe. Why are they staring at the sky? Because the mum and Bob don't know what's gone on. Hang on, <laughs> let's then, just talk about the fact. It says, it says Merry Christmas in the sky and they go, ah, oh, I'd be like, the <laughs> f*** is that? <laughs> Aliens. Let's talk about the fact that mum and Bob, she's trying to like yeah. bring Bob into the family. So what they do is they suddenly end up with these tickets where mum and Bob can f*** off them right? and go, go away for their little like... <laughs> And they decide. They I say, wouldn't oh, leave my kids okay. in Mexico on yeah. their own. I'm going to leave them in a hotel. See them again? You, you can f- off to the kids' club. Like, <laughs> what the f? <laughs> so they go off on this round the world adventure with Santa, come back, and the mum's none the wiser. And they come down from parachutes from Santa's sleigh. Yeah. No yeah. one on the beach is going, what? You, well, they, <laughs> there. Our mum's waiting for us. Oh, hi, mum. Hi, a nice time. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Regular listener Chris has sent us his review and he said, Christmas Chronicles 2 is a shambles. I don't think they have any idea who they're aiming the film at. The storyline is weak and by inventing all this world of elves, they have to explain every single bit along the way. They've tried to shoehorn all the good bits in from the first one, but just don't fit in the story at all. And more importantly, it has f- all to do with Christmas. It bloody ends before Christmas Day. It's a very good point. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. It's just awful. Yeah. I was half expecting at the very end, like they did at, at the end of the first one, because Father Christmas, uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus, they like make a point of like how very sort of, um, they don't quite mention if they've, if they've got kids or not, do they? And they, it's, yeah. they sort of tiptoe around it. I was half expecting Kate Hudson to pop up at the end and, yeah. and be their kid. Surprise, surprise. It didn't happen, actually. That it's, was a bit of a letdown. She's but... her kid, not his, isn't she, anyway? Her daughter, yeah. Her, yeah, 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 yeah. But then anyway. we've got Wyatt Russell, who's an actor. You'll recognise him from a few Yeah, years. he's been in a few bits. Uh, yeah. He's their kid, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Don't watch that film. It's bad, but everyone's going to watch it. So. <laughs> I, think, um, I didn't expect us to get that passionate about that. I was just thought it was going to be a quick, <laughs> it's crap, don't watch it. But actually, I'm quite angry with how crap it was. Yeah, there you go. So that's Christmas Chronicles poo. <laughs> hey, see what you did there. Hey, hey. Ah. So this week on social media, we've given you two festive films to vote for for our Dirty Dozen. And these were Jingle All The Way and The Santa Claus. And the winner this week, Greg, with 60% was... This really surprised me, actually. It surprised Jingle me. All The Way. Yeah. Jingle All The Way. Yeah, it did a little bit, actually. Um, I, I can't really... Right, before I give you my review, right, I remember this film being better than it was. Yeah. And when I've gone back and kind of rewatched it recently, I've been like, oh, wow, this really is pretty crap. And like everybody really hams it up. But anyway, 12 Yeah, I feel the same. But, around the same. but all of Schwarzenegger's films in the 90s were the same, really, weren't yeah. they? Junior, yeah. um, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. It's now a tumor. Yeah, anyway. Me anyway, first. Twelve words, Gregory. Yeah, go for it. Go on. Complete load of rubbish. 
but that doesn't mean I don't love it. Nice, nice. Okay, here's mine. The film Arnie did before Batman and Robin, and it f***ing shows. <laughs> before Batman? A lot of swearing this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, he did, this was the film he did before Batman and Robin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to meet you. <laughs> Chris Ubeach says, it's turbo time. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do a German. It's California. turbo time. <laughs> that's more, that's more uh, give those people air. They sound like animal from uh, the Muppets. Yeah, um, I do a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grouch where he is. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that was our 12-word review. Um, we did have a 12-word review come in for uh, the Santa Claus, so even though it didn't win, and we aren't doing 12-word reviews for the Santa, Santa Claus, uh, Bethan says, The Santa Claus brings back so many memories of childhood Christmas magic. Oh. And that was 12 Yeah, words. I kind of wish we got the Santa Claus as well. <laughs> yeah. That's Buzz Lightyear as Santa. Yeah, obviously. I was reading something about that, and originally he was supposed to shoot him with a shotgun and kill kill him. You know, he just like shouts him and he falls off the off the house. Yeah, Uh, yeah. He's supposed to shoot him originally. Oh God! Only in America. Yep. (laughs) So stay tuned on social media for next week's Dirty Dozen. So when we were I'm trying to think how old we must have been, because we were definitely in our sort of new house. So it was after probably the 2000s. So I was maybe about 12 and uh, we watched, there was this film straight to TV film um, that was on and we'd been out on Christmas Eve evening and we'd come back and we always had a bit of a nice family routine that everyone, you know, everyone has a little bit of a Christmas Eve routine. Um, the, you know, the, the little traditions and that. Uh, but we'd come back and we'd put on this straight-to-TV film. It was on BBC One, I think. Um, and it was starring um, a smaller role as Brian Blessed and Peter Capaldi, <laughs> uh, amongst okay. others. And it's called The Greatest Store in the World. Um, okay. And it it's amazing. It's really, really sweet and lovely and fantastic and underrated and in fact i've just decided that it's going to be your homework this week um we've got homework have we got homework okay i'm going to give you an extra homework this week it's fine okay it's it's really really lovely and if you leave it for the week after that's that's okay that's okay um, okay <laughs> but it's on youtube in full i can't find it anywhere oh, else oh. and um yeah it's got s club seven in it um, oh wow briefly. um <laughs> But it was around that time when, like, S Club was like CBD's. Uh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It was definitely like a kids. It's a kids before the drugs. Drama. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a kids drama, and it's definitely straight for TV in terms of its production quality. But it's yeah. just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Oh, wow. I tell you who's in it. Like, um, I tell you who else is in it. Cause I can't, what's that Irish fella called? Hat uh, who plays the elf? Uh, greatest store in the world cast. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Ricky Tomlinson's in it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Peter Capaldi. Uh, uh, so I'm sure there's one of them off the Queen's nose. Oh, Sean Hughes. <laughs> you know Sean Hughes is uh, comedian. Sean Hughes. Yeah, he's like. He used to be on Buzzcocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He died. It. He died, didn't he? A couple of years ago. You kidding? Uh, oh no, God, not, you're right. As well, age fifty-one. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. He, used, he was like the team captain on Buzzcocks for years, wasn't he? Yeah, he had the 
Like Suarez has delivered, didn't he? Uh, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, oh, that's sad. Um, but yeah, um, you got, like loads of other sort of like peripheral sort of BBC sort of people. Yeah. Um, she is some cool. She she is a single. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um I'll I'll find the link for you. Um uh, it's on YouTube. Thank you. I don't know whether it's legit on YouTube or what, but it's there. I think it's <laughs> so cool. Great Amazing. Show. I'll watch it, definitely. Cool. Are we are we done? <laughs> so Five past nine. I might even be able to watch a film. Tonight. We've had quite a lot of long episodes the past few weeks, so it's been uh, it's, it's going to be a fairly short one this week. It's cool. That's what she said. Um, oh, good man. We no, she didn't. <laughs> so twenty six. So we're going to have some cool things coming up. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of like festive episodes, aren't we? And then, as we said, we're going to have our own hoot and nanny coming up in a few weeks. I'm squeezing. I'm squeezing every drop out of Christmas this year. I don't care. Usually, I'm a bit. I usually, I'm very much like, nope, not till December this year. I'm just like, yeah, let it happen. I need some good stuff yep. going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, all about Christmas this year. Let's just. I've been uh, enjoying. We've only had a few so far, but enjoying your uh, festive coffees every morning. I do. I open my coffee advent calendar every morning, and uh, you know, make a thing of it. It's just something for all my fans, you know. um yeah um so yeah what's this weekend got in store you know bits and bobs gonna i think we can maybe venture into another tier and (laughs) take advantage (laughs) (laughs) of the uh amusement of the the goings on there cool yeah but yeah that's that's about it i want to find a pub that does take away so i want to go for like a little walk and like the pub would be at the beginning, and I can just take a pint <laughs> like on a little walk and then drop it back off. Why not? Good idea. All for yeah. the economy. Okay. Sounds good. How yeah. about you? Well, I was supposed to be going to Scotland this weekend for Matt's oh, wedding. Are, yeah. uh, but because of all the tears everywhere, that got cancelled for the second time this year because it was originally in March and it was in December. Oh. Now it's who knows when. So I've. Um, it's uh, I suppose we have a seven hour, seven and a half hour drive up to Scotland on uh, Friday evening, oh, yeah. and uh, you know it's a shame that the wedding's not happening, but I don't have to have that do that anymore. So. Yeah. Um. So what we're we doing instead? Trees are up now, you know, just bodding about. I don't know really. Uh, we're, nice. we're sorting the kids' room out. Santa, Santa is decorating the kids' room overnight uh, on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Uh, and bringing like bunk beds, which is phenomenal. He's getting better every year. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Do, I didn't know he did DIY because if I knew that, I'd, I'd have changed my list for the last seven years yeah. I've lived in this house. <coughs> um, but yeah, the kids aren't allowed. It's on top floor. They've not been allowed up there. So uh, all they're going to see is it go from floorboards and not even plastered to beautifully yeah. done up. New carpet was in this week. Book bed soon. It's all good, man. Lucky so, guys. Yeah, more decorating, doing bits and bobs for that, really. Fantastic. Password this week is... Um, uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Send us a picture of Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, why not? Great. <laughs> Struggling there. Um, what I will say to you, Greg, is, is one of your little things... Um, 
I have put myself through torture this week watching Jared Leto on screen. Oh, yeah. And he buried Jared Leto in it. Yeah. However, he probably only has about 10 minutes of screen time. Okay. So that's, that's good. Good. That, okay. was, that was a so, saving grace. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. So you only have to good. stick pins in your eyes for 10 minutes. Yeah. Cool. He's blind in it, I presume. It doesn't really explain that. So. Really? Because I put pins in his eyes. Uh, Anyway, well, have a wonderful week. Yes, and uh, stay safe out there. And and you too, those on the live feed. uh, Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it's been. It's nice to do it. I feel the company. I feel the. You know, I just feel the company. It's nice. It's just nice because it just feels like. I don't know. I don't know. Just. It's vibes. It's just vibes. It's vibes, man. In it. Merry Christmas, all, and to all a good night. Thursday night. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Um, why, why are we why are we checking in on a Thursday? Well, we're just having a little chat because HBO and Warner Brothers have just announced that their entire 2021 slate, so which includes Wonder Woman, Dune, um, Suicide Squad, The Matrix Four, um, Tom and Jerry. Tom Jerry, let's not forget. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Um, uh, well, Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam, yeah. Forgot about that. Said, did you say Jim? Um, said the Matrix Four. Yeah. Um, so their entire 2021 slate is being released on HBO Max at the same time as the cinema, which we thought was quite important and quite. Um, you know, we, we, should, we should probably comment on it. So this is me commenting on it. It's stupid. <laughs> it's a horrible idea. It's so short-sighted. It's just, it's going to be, it's got to be terrible news for the cinemas and it's going to be, it's, it's definitely going to mean some cinemas close, some more cinemas close on the back of it. When well, we don't know exactly yeah. how HBO Max will look over here. Yeah, does that whether that's no? But I, I think it's just a matter of time before they release it, you know, in in, in some form over it. And I just said to you when we were texting, um, I will one I will one hundred percent go to the cinema to watch these films, especially like Dune, Matrix, Suicide Squad. Um, but fortunately, lazy morons will not and and and. Great for Warner Brothers, great for HBO because that's what they want. But also, it's just killed cinema. Yeah, completely. So, completely. It's yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's, it's exactly. it's for a one-year experiment, but these are the kind of things where it's going to be lasting. No. The effects are going no. to be lasting. So, yeah, yeah. We wanted to just comment on it and say it's just coming on a Thursday night, and uh, as with the podcast is already together, that's good. So we'll just tag this. <laughs> but let's see on a Thursday, yeah. David, in your bathroom. You sat on my toilet as the only 
quiet room in my house. <laughs> yeah, cool. very, right. very echoey though. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. My bad. That's okay. Right, anyway, I'll let you get back to your... Uh... Sign off with this. <laughs> <laughs> right, love you, bye. Love you, bye.